This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom. Is it the governor saying it's over? Is it the president saying it's over? Is it the surgeon general saying it's over? Is it the Center for Disease Control, as we know, the CDC saying it's over? Or what is it that would actually constitute this pandemic being over? Now, as you know, we've been, for the most part, shut up and locked up in our houses for the last few weeks. We've been virtually quarantined whether you had the virus or not because we've been asked to shelter in place to stay in our homes to only leave our homes for the essentials such as groceries or or medicine at pharmacies so we've been been doing that we've been staying at home but what's to say or when is it to say that this is over I've been or I've lived through various crises since I was born in 1962. Some come to mind and some don't. But as I did venture out the other day and I had to go to the supermarket, one crisis that came to mind was back in the 70s. I was about 10, 11 years old. 
whenever it was the gas crisis. And I remember how folks had to line up for blocks on end, lining up to get gasoline to the point wherein we had odd and even license plate days. If your license plate ended in an odd number, you got gas on one day, and if it ended in an even number, you had to get gas on the next day. I remember a crisis such as that. I remember down in Georgia, whenever we had the the various murders that were going on in the, the Atlanta area. I remember in New York, the Son of Sam killings. I remember down in the D.C. area with the snipers I, and how folks were, again, were fearful and were staying in houses. I remember various storms, whether it was Storm Sandy. I remember 9-11. I remember various crises, but I do not remember ever being in a time where everything for the most part was shut down. I've never been in a situation where shopping malls were closed, restaurants closed, colleges and universities shut down, school systems shut down, churches shut down, travel shut down. I have not experienced an experience or scenarios where so many things have been virtually closed. So as I sit here and reflect, ponder, think, kind of forecast, if you will, the question that comes to my mind is, what will life be like for us post-COVID-19? Because what this has done to me in my mind, and I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way or not, I may or may not be, but it just seems to me that this virus has broken essential trust for things, one, that is psychologically needed. There is a book, an old book called The Psychology of Touch, that gets into how at birth, when the baby is placed on its mother's chest or stomach, how those first touches almost dictate going forward. Touch is something as human beings that's required. So this virus, for the most part, has breached something as elementary and fundamental as touching because people are fearful because one way to contract this or that is transmitted is through touch. We don't know what elements or that it stays on, it stays alive on, or, or, or can be transmitted through, whether it's on packaging or paper or on products, things that we touch, or people shaking hands or hugging or what have you. So as we move post-COVID-19, my question is, do we go back to shaking hands? And even if we do, is not something always going to be in the back of our minds that has us wondering, am I catching a virus? Again, I have never seen it to the point where you can't even funeralize a loved one. There are people passing away who's been on the face of the earth for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years have contributed to society and they now are not due, or they are due, but families are not able to have the ritual we know of as funerals where families can come together. So as we go post-COVID-19, do we go back to things that we had done prior to COVID-19? What is normal, quote-unquote, 
going to look like once this thing is deemed over which I even question what is the deeming of over because back to this breach of trust in my mind I think we'll always have in our minds are we contracting something by touching something I can't imagine what the businesses in terms of restaurants the the businesses that 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 are you know where you have to take the utensils and everyone uses the same utensil to get their food out of the container I, I can't imagine how those industries are going to fare after this because I can't imagine anyone wanting to touch the utensil that someone a customer before them touched to get into their food the same thing for industries such as the, the hotel industry yes Again, we all know, we take for granted. We know other folks have slept in the same bed that you're sleeping in in a hotel. Are folks going to be willing to do that? Restaurants. Restaurants, yes, they are closed down now and, and you can take out your food, but are people always going to be second-guessing who is preparing the food? So are we going to be going to restaurants as we did in the past? I know for myself, I love the experience of eating out at a restaurant, but during this shutdown, I have had absolutely no desire whatsoever to purchase anything that's been cooked in a restaurant, whether it be takeout, whether it be by delivery. I don't think I've cooked so much at home in a long time than what I've done during this shutdown. Because even every time I think about going to a restaurant, even to take something out, that second thought kicks back in and said, no, I'd rather cook it for myself at home. So that's what I'm talking about. Once we move beyond this, is that second thought always going to be in the back of our minds? I saw something or I read something the other day by Dr. Fauci, who was, who was the head position on this whole thing said we may never shake hands ever again now shaking hands is a greeting that's that's a fundamental way of greeting that's how folks greet going back to the psychology of touch that's how folks greet is by shaking hands and now that's taken away whether it's physically taken away whether it's psych psychologically taken away Will we always be second-guessing everything we do? Because even at this point, by going to the grocery store, whenever you purchase whatever your items are, I know what we're doing in my house is they're being washed down. If you, if you buy a, a jar of peanuts, that jar is being washed down. If you buy uh, a container of, of cooking oil, that container is being washed down. If you're buying whatever it is that you're taking from the supermarket, you're afraid that the virus is on that packaging or someone has touched it. So therefore, when you get home, you're washing or sanitizing that down. Is that going to be the way of life for us after this is over? Going back again to buffet places, to buffet restaurants. I, again, I cannot imagine someone at a buffet restaurant now following each other using the same tongs. Is it going to be, well, bring your own utensils, bring your own tongs? I, 
it, it is absolutely something to think about what is life going to be like psychologically when this is over. Buffet restaurants, restaurants in general, flying on an airplane. I am an AV geek. I love flying. I love aircraft. I love piloting. I, but at the same time, I'm also fully aware that once you are in an airplane and those doors are shut and you're in the air, that is one of the worst places to be to have someone cough and sneeze. Are we always going to be now fearful that if we're in an airplane that someone coughs or sneezes that we're contracting some type of new virus? And there are so many questions in terms of even if you've had COVID-19 coronavirus, are you susceptible to getting it again? So just because you've had it and, and you made your way through it or you're a survivor of it, does that now negate you from catching it again? I understand us building up antibodies. I get that. I understand that. But again, there's still a lot unknown. What is normal? Or are there some things that really need to change? Because one of my absolute number one pet peeves prior to this, and it still would be, would be in a restaurant. It seems like there are some people that do this, what I'm getting ready to describe more than others. But to be sitting in a restaurant trying to enjoy your meal and somebody in the booth or table next to you now is about at the end of theirs and they start blowing their nose. That is a major league pet peeve for me because now we have to sit there and listen to someone else blowing their nose while we're trying to eat. Will things like that be prohibited in restaurants? Are we going to be fearful? Because again, that same person that just blew their nose is the same person that's going to go up at the buffet place and now touch the utensil. The cleaning of the utensils and plates at restaurants. Again, we all know that the plates are being reused. Are we going to be second guessing? When we go to a hotel and we use the shower or the bathtub or the bed in the hotel, are we going to be second guessing? If you get into that Uber car or that taxi or that bus, are we going to be second guessing? That's my point, I think, in this particular episode is are we, after this is over, going to be constantly second guessing or fearful of contracting something based on having to touch it? Because I don't foresee or can't foresee us for the rest of our days being in masks and gloves. Yet at the same time, maybe that's where we're headed. This one is a little bit different from the other crises that I described because eventually more gas did come and we went back business as usual. During the storms, eventually more gas came. Houses were rebuilt. Areas were rebuilt. We went back business as normal. During the flu, the influenza, when that whole air thing came down, vaccine, a vaccine was created and, and it still didn't have the same stigma of touch like this one has. But we went back to business as normal. Even with the SARS virus and AIDS and herpes, and we still were able to kind of go back to business as normal because it was kind of isolated to certain activities. COVID-19 is related to something that every one of us must do if we are alive every day, and that is to touch something or to be around another human being. 
And I'm just not sure if for the rest of our days, we're going to be able to stay six feet apart from each other with social distancing, or continue wearing masks, or continue wearing gloves, or shops continuing being closed. We This episode is not even going to get into the financials. It's not even going to get into the economics, the zillions of dollars that are being lost throughout this shutdown and the ripple effects. I'm not even going to address that here. What I'm looking to address here is what is life going to be like for us as human beings who survived and made it through this pandemic? Because another thing, another question that I have is how is it one person can be diagnosed with it and within 48 hours pass away and another person be diagnosed with it and their body totally reacts differently and they're able to either quarantine for 14 or 20 days or what have you and even though they have the, the, the pains and all the symptoms and everything that go with it, they're still alive. Yet there are other people who they contracted and within a couple of days to a couple of weeks they've literally passed away now this is not a video game whereas as in when kids play video games at the end of the game whoever they kill it comes back to life when you start the game over the characters come back to life this is not a COVID-19 video game where people who have passed away through this pandemic is going to come back to life their life is over can you imagine a few months ago people were going about their everyday walk of life and then all of a sudden out of the blue this virus hits they've contracted the virus and their life is over families are not even able to funeralize them not even able to perform the last rituals you get a choice of either cremate them or private ceremony quickly can you imagine that so even with that that is why folks are going to be fearful of contracting this thing because no one knows how their body is going to respond to it. Literally here one minute or one day and gone the next. And you don't even know how you contracted it. You don't know what it is that you touched or who it is that you were around because you can also be asymptomatic and still be spreading it. You could show no symptoms, have it, and still be passing it along to someone else. That's what I think out of all the various crises and pandemics and epidemics and everything that's come down the pike, I think that's what makes this one a little bit different because there are so many different tentacles to it that people don't know and then we're not getting anything clear from our leadership from our country administration we're not getting anything clear from them because their briefings are, are rallies their briefings are political public relations stunts so we're not even getting anything from that so there's just so many things going on that causes me to question I don't think I'm the only one what will life be like for us when COVID-19 is over. What is life going to be like for us post-COVID-19? I truly believe this virus has breached a trust of things that we take for granted and do every day and not even think about. That is touching things, picking things up, shaking hands, giving somebody a hug, talking face-to-face -face with someone, not six feet apart, Things that we do naturally, I honestly believe, 
COVID-19 has breached that trust. I would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to, to leave a message in the commentary section on any of the social media sites where this particular episode is going to be posted. You can go to the various distribution sites or platforms, and I believe they allow commentary as well. But I would love to hear your thoughts in terms of what has this psychologically done to us in terms of how we interact with each other and with things. It's been a while since I did an episode, and it does feel good to be back on the microphone because even my Saturday morning radio show has been put on hold or postponed. Back in March, we recorded our last episode, and the studio itself sits on the campus of a university. The university shut down, therefore the studio was shut down. I haven't even been able to do my show, The Reading Circle with Mark Medley, that's on FM radio and streamed all around the world. And I really haven't been in the mood to even do this podcast. So it feels great to be even recording another episode. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your commentary. Please leave it, whether it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Vero, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media site that this is posted on, please leave your feedback and your commentary in terms of what do you think life is going to be like post-COVID-19? You can always go to my website, markamedley.com. That's M-A-R-C-A-M-E-D-L-E-Y.com. That'll take you to everything where you can leave commentary. You can leave it in the commentary box on the website. But I'm interested in hearing from you in terms of what do you feel life is going to be like post-COVID-19. 